Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. This week is a throwback to maybe a year ago when I was really feeling the DIYs with my good friend and sort of cousin Allison. It seemed like a good time to toss this one into the mix, seeing as at least in our part of the world, we are back in lockdown for the next few weeks, if not longer. And maybe you're trying, like me, to get back into the whole joys of zero waste or whatever the reason was that you started this whole journey in the first place. Well, here are some things for you to try out, ranging from novice to more hardcore core DIYs that require whatever skills or non-skills you can think of, and because I only have time for a shorter episode every other week, I've chopped this one into two parts, or three. Lots to look forward to in a couple of weeks from now when we do the second half, so keep an ear out for that, assuming you love today's rambling chat. Hope you enjoy, and look for links to some of these things in the show notes, possibly not the day it comes out, but likely this week, for further reading on our almost entirely unresearched but definitely doable projects. Let's go. Hi guys, I'm Elspeth, and this is my podcast. Because I'd be like, this is this is a failure cast. <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I didn't even know that we were going to be doing so a podcast. Pressure. We just sat down and uh, she just no, started pressing right. record. Like, Miles was like, oh, so what are you guys going to do? I was like, oh, I'll probably do some crafts. <laughs> this, this has nothing to do with crafting, does it? <laughs> it does. It's I mean, to do it does, crafting. but not actually crafting. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess you want to listen to me. Like, Come on, dude. No, here, <laughs> just step a little closer. Oh, boy. Hi, Allison. Hi, Elspeth. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> you did it. I did it. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about a few different DIYs that are really practical things that you could make from scratch or make at home in order to eliminate a single-use disposable item. So we'll go through them all in a second, but we're not experts. We just kind of casually like to craft. So that or should, talk about crafting. Or talk about crafting. <laughs> Great big plans. Lofty dreams for when our children are sleeping and we can sit here and chug back all the water that we need <laughs> yeah. to rehydrate ourselves Jeez. after a full day of parenting. And So I've kind of broken up all of this like list that I had in mind of DIYs into kind of three categories of easier, medium, or and harder. And then um, we can kind of, I'm sure that depending on your skill level, it would like change how I've categorized things, but just as a way of structuring it. In my easy category, I had like a cleaning vinegar, a newspaper bin liner. Like your compost pail? Yeah, for your compost pail. And then two recipes, one for a barbecue sauce. One for a barbecue sauce, not like a barbecue sauce. It is barbecue <laughs> sauce. And one for a pizza dough, which is super Ooh, versatile. Delicious. It's all good. So my medium category, I have like makeup remover pads, laundry powder, which you're an expert in. Mm. <laughs> I've just tried it several different times. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. <laughs> and handkerchiefs. And then in the harder category, I have beeswax wraps, cloth produce bags, and cloth menstrual pads. That one seems like the hardest to me. Yeah, I feel like that one you actually have to know how to sew in mm-hmm. order to do it. Yeah. But yeah, cleaning vinegar. Have you made cleaning vinegar before? Like, you know, taken vinegar and made it smell nice? I have, essentially, just by putting it in this, like, cute little old cider jar that we oh, just yeah. had in our basement for a long mm-hmm. time. And then I just threw in some drops of essential oils. Oh my gosh. It's that's... as simple as that, really. <laughs> I don't know how safe it is for a washing machine, to be honest. Um, what are you washing in your washing machine? You wash out your washing machine? No, but like, okay, so... Sorry. <laughs> no. So for a while, I was using that sometimes when I would do a certain load of like maybe towels or things like that, that okay. like dishcloths that would get more smelly. Oh. Um... 
And then one day I read on the internet <laughs> that cert, cert, sometimes, I guess, or maybe with certain machines, vinegar can kind of erode your machine. <gasps> So I'm not sure on the safety of that one. Okay. So maybe well, do some, look it up. People <laughs> should do some research before they decide <laughs> to throw vinegar in their machines. Although I also talked to a repairman once who was repairing our washing okay. machine, who said that every so often to clean out your machine, you just need to throw in like a gallon of vinegar. Wow, that's a lot. Which is a lot of vinegar. So, um, <laughs> okay. So mixed reviews about mixed reviews. putting vinegar in your washing machine. I think that's okay because only because Bea Johnson from Zero Waste Home says it's okay. Because that's what you can put in the softener, like fabric softener drawer or yeah. So that's what I was doing with it, and yeah, um, I still do it sometimes, but now slightly less often, just okay. because I'm not sure. Because mostly I hear okay things, yeah. But then they're I don't know. <laughs> don't believe everything you hear on the internet, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Except for this podcast. That's right. Absolutely, everything here is <laughs> verbatim. We are only about oh, the boy. truth. <laughs> so that's great to hear that you use essential oils in it. I've also just done like a infusion. So taking uh, citrus peels or mm-hmm. rosemary. It's not really a scrap, but if you had like fresh rosemary or whatever you want your vinegar to smell like, basically you just put it yeah. in a jar and fill it up with vinegar so that it's covering whatever's in there so that it doesn't mold. <laughs> and then you just let it sit for like a month. Or even a week, I've heard. I mean, it just you just keep smelling it. And if it smells less like vinegar and more like whatever you put in there, then it's good to go. That's perfect. Because mm-hmm. sometimes opening a really big jar of vinegar makes your eyes burn a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and so if you don't want your house to smell like a fish and chips joint, mm-hmm. then you can just make it smell like citrus instead. That yeah. does sound more delicious. Although fish and chips are delicious too. <laughs> yeah. As long as you like have some fry grease going in the background <laughs> yeah. while you're cleaning, you're like, this smells amazing. <laughs> So that was cleaning vinegar. Cool. Then we have taking a sheet of newspaper. I don't know if you get a free newspaper on your porch. We do not. I also don't, but I think it just goes to the front porch, which is an upstairs tenant. So if I did get newspaper, I would do this. Okay, let's backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like a like a goofy episode. Okay. I think so, yeah. If, if it's you, an episode at all. <laughs> if it's an episode at all. What are we doing here? Oh, we didn't even bust out the wine. This is just oh, this nuts. is just us. So if you have a compost bin and you hate how messy it gets, it's sounding like an infomercial, but instead of using those biodegradable disposable bags that you can line your kitchen bin with, and then that goes in your backyard composter or it goes to your municipal compost, you can use newspaper instead. So you take a big sheet of newspaper and I think it has to be a square. So you fold it into a triangle. I'm going to do it live on microphone so that you know what I'm talking about, even though you can't see. We'll put links to everything. So you're going to fold it into a triangle um, by folding your corners together, and you're going to have the triangle pointing up. Then you're going to take your right-hand point of your triangle and fold it so that the edge is going horizontal, and you're basically making a little cup shape. So you're going to do the same thing with your left-hand point of your triangle and fold it across. And then you're going to have two points at the top uh, and of your cup shape and you fold them down on the outsides and then you just stick your hand in the center and pop it open and that is your bin liner. And so it won't be the exact same shape as your compost bin, whatever it may be, but then you can put everything in there and if it's messy, then you just lift the corners or your points of the top that you folded down and you 
can put it all in your composter or something. And because it's paper, it will also biodegrade. Sounds pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I suppose you could do that with, like, butcher paper, right? Yeah. Because compostable, too. <gasps> Is it compostable? I'm not sure, to be honest. <laughs> Again, mixed mixed reviews on that. <laughs> Allison is quite the authority on everything. I was I was technically bringing it up to ask you because <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a little bit of a liner to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, but maybe like more like um like parcel paper, craft paper oh, yeah. type thing. Yeah, any scrap paper. I guess yeah. with this, it has to be a fairly large sheet, which is why newspaper is pretty mm -hmm. good. But otherwise, you could. Use any paper you like. If you have like a, a kid who brings home way too many art projects from school, <laughs> maybe can... don't let them see you folding up their, their art. It could to be, be an extension of their craft. You could say, Okay, kids, it's time to compost your art project. We got way too many. They don't fit on the fridge. And it's then... true, though, when you are starting a compost pile, you want to throw. You throw want some, some browns there, right? and some greens. So there, your your browns are covered. Your your kids' art project or your newspaper bin liner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I swear Allison's gonna chime in here soon too. But I have two more for the easy category, which is this barbecue sauce. Which you know. have made for me and is delicious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's good. So Thank I you. will vouch for this. No mixed reviews here. It's amazing, <laughs> and I have not tried it because I have kids, and I now I have a a job. All oh, the time. So you went back to work. I know. It's sad. It is. Very <laughs> sad. Necessary, for me. but sad. I mean, it's great, but also sad. I should clarify just in case. <laughs> well, you sad know. Sad that we don't get to hang out as often. Anymore. Uh, exactly. Because the old days when we were both on mat leaves, we just hung out all the time. So, homemade barbecue sauce. This is delicious. And all of the items can be bought in either glass or uh, package free if you have access. If you're lucky enough to have access to something like a bulk barn, it's. It's super easy. So two cups of tomato sauce, quarter cup apple cider vinegar, half a cup molasses or maple syrup, half a teaspoon of salt, quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, onion powder, black pepper, pinch of cayenne pepper. You whisk them all together and like reduce it on the stove. So like it, bring it to a boil and heat it until all of the extra water evaporates and then ta-da! It's so delicious. And yeah, you could put it on anything. Yeah. And it makes a lot of Meat alternatives taste more like meat when there's barbecue mm -hmm. sauce on it. Cauliflower? Mm. Yes. So good. I have so put it on cauliflower wings and they are really good when they turn out. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> it's cute. But the barbecue sauce is really easy and really good. And you can double that recipe or you can do it in half and it's nothing nothing complicated there. So that is definitely in the easy category. <laughs> and then one more from me. So thin crust pizza dough. A cup and a half of warm water two teaspoons of yeast, two teaspoons of sugar, three cups of flour, teaspoon of salt. Do it as if you were making some sort of bread. So you're doing the yeast, water, sugar, you let that sit. And then you add the flour and salt and knead it together and let it sit again for like another 10 minutes. And then you roll it out and it makes two full pizza size crusts. And it would go really nicely with this barbecue sauce. If you're going to do like do. barbecue chicken pizza or something. Yeah, mm, exactly. If you chicken. <laughs> which I do. So, you know, so we made this tonight and it was super good. I had the barbecue sauce. I had a failed attempt at a homemade mayonnaise mixed in with a barbecue sauce to make like a pizza sauce thing mm -hmm. on top of the thin crust pizza dough combination. It was a great, it was a great pizza. Lots of really easy DIYs. What do you got for the medium category? Oh my goodness. Tell medium. me about your laundry powder. 
Okay, so laundry powder is something I've tried many different times. Are they different each time, like each of your recipes, or is it you've yes. tried it several I've, times? Well, it's so simple that I've tried several different recipes mm-hmm. or several different variations of something very similar, mm-hmm. only because I am looking for something that is perfect, you know? And you haven't found it yet. Yeah, for a long time we used just washing soda and grated bar of Castile soap, and mm-hmm. sometimes they come in like um, like a cardboard box, mm-hmm. which is nice because then, you know, you don't have to... You have to throw away the plastic that it comes in because yeah, a lot of a lot soap of... comes wrapped in plastic, mm-hmm. right? Like some reviews that I've read have said that um, like the grated Castile soap sometimes leaves maybe marks on the clothes. Did you have that problem at all? I didn't ever have that problem personally. Okay. Um, so I've done it just like that washing soda and Castile soap. Sometimes if I've had just a plain Castile soap, like without a scent, oh, yeah. I've added some essential oils, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a bottle of essential oil, it could last you like... Forever, years. you might as well. Um, <laughs> you might as well use it up, right? Um, so just, I guess you would just put in as many drops as you want it to smell nice. Mm-hmm. Some people also use borax okay. a lot. I don't know. That, apparently there's a lot of controversy on whether or not it's like really uh, a safe oh. enough product. Weird. Um, Weird so I've just can... avoided it. Okay. Um, probably... I think we have some because my mom bought it for us. Like, oh, you need this when you have a newborn. You're going to be cleaning up a lot of puke and stuff um, when my oldest was really young. young. Yeah. But I don't really use it often because I just don't know. And I'm not super internet savvy, as you would know, also, <laughs> to know what's what's true and what's not. Except this. This is all true. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's sort of the what's main... What's kind of the ratio for the washing soda to shredded soap? So I've always just used one bar of shredded soap just shred that up and mm-hmm. that makes I think it creates about four cups yeah and then I do about the same of washing soda okay um just it just it's worked for us there's, yeah there's no science behind it I know nothing more but it's worked yeah. for us in the past several times and uh, that's sort of been the closest to perfection that I've that I've had awesome so like equal parts of washing soda and grated castile soap bar and then how much do you put in per load of laundry oh like a small scoop like maybe a tablespoon i think okay i could certainly send you some links to some pinterest recipes cuz pinterest is where you get all that information where you right get, yeah like yeah. we're just <laughs> we're just an audible version of pinterest right now that's right we're talking <laughs> just... about instead of having to type in and search all of those things you just get to sit and make notes from right. our ramblings that's this right is... or maybe you're in your car and you're just driving Get along, listening to Elizabeth and, and Dallas. <laughs> so in, uh, I have Zero Waste Home here right in front of us. Bia Johnson has a recipe for laundry detergent too, and it is basically what you have said, but she adds water to go with it. So if she does half a cup of washing soda and half a cup of grated soap, she adds three quarts of warm water to dissolve it as if you were to have a liquid detergent, but right. it works the exact same as if you were to put uh, no water but you would just put less of it. So say you do a tablespoon of your ratio, but if you had water mixed in with it, then you would uh, do maybe half a cup or something. And I think that's important to note for like a front loader, Mm -hmm. um, because when we had a top loader, I would fill it with water first, like a little bit, and I just had a giant wooden spoon and I'd like reach down and like stir my potion basically. (laughs) It looked strange, but it helped everything to dissolve first. And maybe that was part of why we weren't getting like white marks. Whereas I think some people in the reviews that I had been reading were getting white marks. Maybe they weren't dissolving it well enough first. Because I think the washing soda would probably leave some white residue. And maybe even the soap too, actually, because I mean, it's soap, right? Yeah. So if you're not 
uh, rinsing it out properly or, yeah, or, or dissolving if it's it not, enough. Um, if it's not finely shredded, like, yeah. were you doing it by hand to shred the... Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, a really fine one if you were doing, like, Parmesan. And so that's probably the one oh, that you yeah. would want to use. I think like, a so. really fine one that that would help. Or if you have, like, a food processor that could yeah. break it up. Really yeah, or even, like, a, that attachment on your KitchenAid mixer. If, yeah. If you've got that. If you that, if, that, if you enjoy using your KitchenAid mixer for lots of things, it might be fun to <laughs> if you got it as throw a that in the attachment. And that's right. bought all of the attachments <laughs> for fun. Then, yeah, that's a great one, too, so that you don't have to actually sit there and shred. But if you did feel like sitting there and shredding it, you could just put on a podcast in the background and shred that's yourself. Right, yeah. <laughs> Or get your children to do it for you. As long as they are beyond the stage of eating everything right. that they yes. touch. Yeah. yeah. If your kids love to help in the kitchen, <laughs> I don't know. Mine always says, can I have a job? Which is so great. That's a perfect job for a medium-sized child, I think. Medium-sized. <laughs> is a two-and-a-half-year-old really medium-sized? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> Speaking of laundry, yes. this might go back to maybe the easier category. That's but I, I thought of, we make uh, reusable dryer sheets. Ooh. And uh, that is pretty simple as well. It's basically just the vinegar and essential oil mixture. Okay. Um, just slice up maybe an old t-shirt or um, like, a like towel or something. Or... Probably a towel would work. Um, I haven't tried it with like a, a thick towel material. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I like my towels too much to, to cut them up. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Also wedding presents. We had a bunch of like just a big bag of a bag of rags essentially from Vinny's for when, when we moved to our newer house. We just bought this bag of rags and it came with a bunch of J cloths. Oh yes. Yeah. And they were, they looked all unused. So we just kind of sliced them into thinner strips. Good. And uh, yeah, we used those or like an old t-shirt. Okay. Like my anchor t-shirt. Yeah. That, we, <laughs> that was all stained. We just cut that up and <laughs> became rags and dryer sheets. And you just... Put them in a jar, pour your solution over top, take one out at a time, one or two, or however many you need. Okay. And then as as you run out, you just throw the cloths back in there and add more solution. That's Super great. Super easy. That is yeah. really easy. And, and they're pretty effective too. That's good. And it makes things soft as well as smell nice. Yes, right? exactly. Like... Yeah. Depending on how much or what scent of essential oils you put in. Mm-hmm. Um, essential oils? <laughs> you <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Not. <laughs> you definitely must. Um, uh, yeah, it'll it'll smell more or less strong, obviously, yeah. right? And yeah. same if you use the infused vinegar, like your cleaning vinegar. Yeah. Then, uh, like if you have left that for longer, it will smell stronger of the thing that you exactly have put in there. Yeah. Like I did one that was some dried lavender and some dried chamomile. And so when you mix stuff too, um, sometimes one of those two is going to have a stronger scent. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting full on lavender when I opened it two months later because I forgot about it. <laughs> and it was like a, entirely a chamomile smell. Wow. So there you go. Chamomile surprise, is surprise. stronger than <laughs> dried lavender. For, we have those sheep dryer balls, mm-hmm. wool dryer balls, sorry. <laughs> They're, not... They're just shaped like sheep, right? <laughs> And I put essential oil drops on those yeah. and that helps too, because those are supposed to uh, draw the moisture out um, and help things dry faster, shortens your drying time and then also makes it smell nice. Yes. And I think like the sheet balls in there pulverizing the <laughs> laundry helps it dry faster or... Yeah, because nobody likes a crunchy towel either, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keeps yeah. it soft, keeps mm-hmm. it dry, nice and dry. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I guess handkerchiefs. If you wanted uh, to do like a sewing project, um, there's a couple ways that you could do a handkerchief that could also be not just 
blow your nose in it could be um, used as wipes for your child or as like makeup remover wipes too like it could just be a multifunctional item I like to make them out of flannel uh, we currently have a pair of pajamas that you know one of the pairs of pajamas that you wear when your favorite ones are in the wash and you don't have any other pajamas to wear they are quite they're just worn through so much that they've ripped entirely down the back of my leg <laughs> and so they're not very effective so I think that they're very soon going to become these handkerchiefs or wipes so the reason they're in the medium category is because if you wanted to do a rolled hem around the outside and then sew it so that it doesn't have a frayed edge, then uh, that requires some basic sewing skills. You could totally do it by hand, uh, or if you have a machine, then that's great. I have a friend who is going to use her serger um, sewing machine to like do a bunch of ones out of an old baby receiving blanket. So like just soft flannel, uh, because then it's multifunctional. You can, you know, wipe off makeup with it and it's really soft or blow your nose and and all of these different things so you could polish your glasses with it so making it a standard size is pretty good kind of the size of a face cloth is pretty multifunctional so what is that like nine by nine or something so if you are doing a rolled hem on it then you cut it 10 by 10 and uh then you have a half inch to roll in on every side and then there you go. There's your cloth handkerchief. Bring it everywhere you go. Yeah. And like you said, they double as wipes, which are fabulous if you've mm-hmm. got a baby or just are a messy eater when you're in public. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's me. Uh, <laughs> no one can see you raise your <laughs> That's hand. right. That's but, right. For all that barbecue sauce you're going to be consuming, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like wipe the corner of your that's mouth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can also like use cute patterns. Like you said, the flannel yes. um, pajama pants. I bet they're plaid, right? They're a terribly ugly plaid. Oh, well. But, but, um, so I did buy secondhand because I do have tons of, what are they called? Receiving blankets from when my child was young and puking all over the place. (laughs) Um, I have passed on quite a few of them and I found some very pretty looking ones that were in nicer condition from a thrift shop. And so they're like these thin gray stripes and it's a nice pattern. So I'm going to use those for my next set of like wipes slash multi-functional handkerchief that's perfect square yeah. piece of cloth yeah those are they feel nice when you're wiping your face with them or yeah. when you're cleaning your child's diaper so i'm sure it feels nice for them yeah exactly so that's just a really nice thing a note on anything that uh, we talked about today that's sewing is i highly recommend going to a thrift shop to get your fabric because the number of times that we've i have a heap of fabric from like growing up I would sew lots of different projects but that's all new fabric that's manufactured in a different country and we don't know who's making it and and all that kind of thing if they're um, being treated fairly have a living wage that sort of uh, good conditions and so if you could avoid avoid buying new fabric then the best alternative is definitely going to a thrift shop especially because the fabric has been used and so it's softer mm-hmm. um, cotton flannel linen fleece is a synthetic fabric but like is nice to um use for projects like this too if you wanted something really soft and they are so much cheaper to buy fabric secondhand yeah and you can get a lot of it for very little very little which is hard to do in a fabric shop right exactly yeah and you could get like a full king size sheet if you Mm -hmm. wanted a lot of handkerchiefs that's right exactly (laughs) and which you could you don't even need to buy like actual fabric just 
buy a sheet or I love doing um, that. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Especially when you find like those old floral sheets. Yes. Those are so cute. So perfect. <laughs> and I have I think posted it recently on Instagram, but the uh, uh, yellow fabric that I got for <gasps> um, my child's bedroom window, it's like a blockout curtain now. A blackout curtain, not blockout. Well, it blocks out the sun. It blocks out. Like, <laughs> <two>. <laughs> it's just a tablecloth, I'm pretty sure. But it's just this great mustard yellow with all of these floral, foresty patterns it's so on it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> and I got it secondhand and I didn't have to make it. It was just there and it was the right, right size. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else that I have in medium? Well, just just a note on um, maybe those if people aren't um, inclined to sew because sometimes oh, yeah. that takes time or like if you're like me, you don't have like a proper space to do it. So yeah. like I often sew standing up, which is because you really have tricky. your only like table space in your home is a kitchen island. Yeah, and so... I could probably solve that, but <laughs> having to like store a table in the basement and bring it upstairs every time I want to sew, I just I would prefer to just stand up at my island and yeah. like. <laughs> try to maneuver that but anyway if you're not inclined to sew like I've definitely cut some wipes um just with fabric scissors and that frays so fast but I've found pinking shears oh, to be slightly yes. more helpful in yes. delaying at least the amount of time um it takes for them to fray yes and so pinking shears they're those zigzag scissors mm-hmm. and you can find them in fabric stores you might be able to like ask a family member who sews if you just want to borrow a pair of scissors rather than buying them and just cut a bunch of wipes or face cloth sized pieces of fabric yeah that's great because it prevents it from fraying for a little while if you're washing them a lot um then obviously yeah it's gonna do it if you're interested in doing like a little hand stitching project you could just kind of do a blanket stitch all mm-hmm. the way around the edge too with yeah that'd be embroidery floss probably easy but um for me I, I, I don't like, have the patience, I don't think, no, to do that. No, I feel that. like that is a project for, like, okay, you're a student in university and you finished all your homework and you're just going to, like, curl up with a movie and, like, stitch a hem around the outside of a yeah. handkerchief. That's that's what I would have done in my university days. That's right. So. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of relaxing. Yeah, that sounds great. I wish I had the time. <laughs> Instead, we are here sitting and podcasting. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you like today's meanderings, have a go at some of your own DIYs this week and tag me in them on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram at practically zero waste pod or send them in an email to practically zero waste at gmail.com. I'd love to see them. If you'd like to support the show, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or head to coffee.com slash Elspeth Callahan and buy me a virtual cup of coffee to show me some love. That's all from me this week. Look for another short episode from Allison and I on the all the random DIYs we could come up with in the future. Get outside, sniff that fresh air, and thank the universe for being so beautiful even when life gets really tough. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.